Welcome to Not Meddling, Just Mothering, a podcast geared to bring encouragement and hope to mamas struggling and contending through the many issues of parenting adult children. We're Missy and Asha, and we're discussing different topics mamas face when their kids grow up. We don't claim to be experts, but between the two of us, we have more than 50 years of experience parenting. And now that we've embarked on the ultimate season of mothering, adults, we recognize that it may have been beneficial to have some of this knowledge beforehand. So with a heart to help, we started this podcast. The foundation of our mothering is the Word of God. Here are three verses we're going to stand on for this podcast. First, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they shall not depart from it. This is truly applicable, no matter how old your children are. Next, Proverbs 31, 28, 29. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. This is something we all would love to hear from those we've raised and our husbands. But truly most important of all is knowing that children are a blessing that God has entrusted us with. It says in Psalms 127, 3 and 4, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. These verses help us to remain faithfully anchored, especially when facing trials and pushback and feeling unappreciated and sometimes even dishonored. Listen in to what we have to share today. Welcome to the show. How was your yes? Week? It was um, went by kind of fast. It was good. It was yeah. good. How about yours? It it was good. It's um, I have been dealing with a major, major disappointment in one of my um, side businesses that I have with a friend, and mm-hmm. literally it took a few days of anxiety and some real depression. And I finally just started praying and fasting and, and I came out of it. But then my friend, unfortunately, they tried to strengthen me and then they had to take a day off from work and just try to get better and it affected their Um, health. So we're, we are struggling right now. But that, you know, I just feel like, you know, God is, is showing himself strong. And so sometimes yeah. you do face disappointments you can't believe, you know, are, are, you know, attacking you, but. Right. Yeah. And I think I've been going through some similar things, not probably the exact circumstances, but I I'm feeling that as well. Um, it's interesting that you say that I was just thinking uh, right before you, uh, we got on here, I was folding some laundry and I was thinking, you know, about growth and how our kids have grown, how to measure growth and how when they were little, we were able to stand them against a wall and draw a line at the top of their head on the wall to measure how far they've grown since the year before or month before, whatever. And then I thought, well, how do we measure growth in them um, spiritually or even just in um maybe education or career. I know we can do testing and things like that, but it's like a similar thing. We, we probably can't do measure unless we see, see a physical growth or, you know, so like if they're in their room all day and hanging out and just on their phone 
And then a month later, they're doing the same thing and there's absolutely no growth. So I'm trying to figure out how do we measure and encourage growth? Anyway, but that's not the topic for today. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that that reminded me is that what we go through, all these struggles and all this um, frustration, there's growth in it, you know? And so it's not for nothing that we deal with these issues. Um, But like I said, of course, if we just stay in our rooms on our phones and watching TV or doing nothing, we're not going to grow. But when we do experience that hardship, pain, um, stretching, then that's when we're actually growing. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, you know, I just, when life, I mean, because I can't say, I mean, I do pray every day, but I can't say that I'm (laughs) fasting weekly, you know, on a regular basis. Although I tell myself that that's something I'd be, I'd be serious about or would like to get serious about. But I think when a situation pushes us back to our knees, pushes us back to fasting and praying, that that's God measuring our growth because, because in the good times when the sun is shining, you just don't, you just don't think about it. And, you know, it's kind of good. I mean, actually, it's kind of good to not always be in mourning, you know, and claiming verses mm-hmm. like, you're giving me beauty for ashes. You know, like sometimes right. you don't want to think about the ashes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> that's so good. Um, of course, that's not our topic for today, but it's but that was topic. a good, a good, good little discussion before the topic. So that's good. Um Welcome to everybody that's listening, and we're so glad you joined us today. And um, our topic for today is favorites. Favorites. Uh, and you yeah. have four kids, and I have three kids, so right. it's easy to have a favorite if you only have one. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd but be awesome. <laughs> that's our perspective, but our kids' perspective is totally different. They know we have favorites in their mind. They think, this is your favorite. And, you know, the funny thing is, um, well, let's go ahead and go ahead and talk about the scripture before Um, the thing that popped into my mind. And the reason I thought about talking about favorites is I remembered and I didn't remember the exact verbiage of the scripture, but it popped in my mind is is God says he'll he'll have favor on who he wants to have favor. The actual scripture is 915 in Romans. And Mm -hmm. he said for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. And the interesting thing about that is that um, a few um, scriptures before that, it talks about as it is written, Jacob, I loved, but Esau, I hated. So -hmm. that's so interesting to me to think that God could hate someone. So I had to do some research on that and stuff. But anyway, before we get into everything, I'm forgetting our wins. So do you have a win for this? I do. So um, one of my children, well, a couple of them are are in college um, mm-hmm. in different phases of school. And then another one is doing classes through their career that gives them college credit. But one of them is waiting to hear if they're getting into nursing school. And oh. They wrote 
they texted me this week and they're like, I'm so anxious about this. I really want to get into nursing school and I'm really, you know, I'm excited about it. And, you know, before I really just jumped in and like, blah, 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 mom has, you know, mom has the answer. Don't mm-hmm. be anxious for nothing, you know, and all things. Right. <laughs> I just right. kind of, I was like, oh, and, and what would happen if you didn't? And what would happen if you did? And they said, actually, I have a really good plan B if I don't. It's just, it would be so nice to get it over with. And I, I just wanted to reach through the phone and just hug them and say, I love that you already have a plan B and that even if it was a little bit disappointing, it wouldn't rock your world to the point right. that you couldn't get out of bed and you'd be depressed for weeks. You, yeah. you have a plan and that just felt like maturity in the, in the making. Yeah. You're not completely dependent on this decision or this, what happens. So that's, yeah. that is very good, mature thinking. Well, my win for the week is um, my oldest daughter. I was talking to her last week. She does some nannying for a couple of kids. And one of the families, um, the kids were born premature. And one of the twins was um, had to be on uh, breathing machines. They just turned three in February. So he's three years old now. So he's been able to breathe without the, the machine on and off for like about five to six hours a day. And then they have to put him back on it. So it's a, it's a really big struggle for this family. Then last year, the family, um, the husband, um, found out he had cancer and he just passed away last month. So now the mom is by herself. And so she's got to have a full-time nurse there. And um, my daughter, she nannies for the other child who's, you know, he's a little bit um, delayed in development, but I mean, he's as smart as a whip. It's just going to take him a few, a little bit longer to catch up to everybody else. But I I have no doubt this, this kid, he knows, you know, as far as talking, verbalizing Mm -hmm. and things like that, but he knows what you're telling him. He understands everything. And, and so anyway, um, of course she lost her husband. So that means, you know, of course she lost that income. And so now she's all on her own. And, and so my daughter was talking about how um, the concern was that th- she has three different nannies that take turns taking care of the little boy, that the pay was not enough for watching the, this little boy and teaching him. And my daughter does cooking and some light cleaning and things like that. And so she came to me and she said she was feeling bad that... Um, the woman was talking about how she understood would understand if they had to leave because of the income, because she couldn't afford to pay him more and all this stuff. And my daughter um, said, you know, mom, I don't do it for the pay for them. They're like family to me. They were there for me when I had this struggle that I went through and they were the people that was my support system. And I just want to be her support system now that she's facing this major event, life event. And so mm-hmm. when she said that, it just, like you, you know, I was just so, I felt the pride in me that that's so good that she's more concerned about the relationship than the financial gain. And um, yeah. that's, that's pretty mature, you know, and I know that God honors that and because, you know, she's a widow, so she's blessing widows and that's true religion right there. That's what God said, the true religion is. Yeah. So um, I'm just pretty proud of her in that respect. And I, 
I um, think it's very mature of her thinking that way. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So that was um, my way. So <laughs> now to get back to the topic of favorites, <laughs> do your kids, who, if any, do they think your favorite is? And have they told you why or why do you think it is? Um, only... Only one of them accuses me of having favorites of the others, but I get the feeling that they all think, like if you were like deep down inside, who is your mom's favorite? I think they would all say that one. No, that one. No, that one is. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And is I it the same one or do they all have, think the other one's the favorite? Yeah. Uh, I think they would think the other one is the favorite, like different ones would be the favorite. Like somebody, they might say the oldest one is mom's favorite because she homeschooled him mm -hmm. and she spent a lot of time with him. And, but because he's been married for so many years now, you know, I, I, I don't get to spend very much time speaking to him when I do. It's like, yay, yay, yay. Yeah. And then they might say, oh, the youngest one is the favorite because they're a girl and mom would give in to everything that they want and take them shopping and mm -hmm. do things with them or whatever. And then everybody would point to the middle one and say, well, the middle one has been, you know, sometimes living with mom and dad and they paid for his college because he went to college right when they asked him to, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and so, so, and he's not married. And so he could do whatever he wants, you know, and hang out with them and they spend a lot of time together. So that's probably their favorite. So I would say they all could point to each other and say mm -hmm. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, How about you? I have four and I think, well, from what they all, I, I actually texted them right before and I said, okay, guys, help me with this. Do you think I have a favorite? And if if so, who is it and why? And so um, my oldest daughter just sent a -ha 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 message. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and she's like, we all know who it is, you know. And then my oldest son said, um, it's me. And I'm like, what? He's like, it's me. I'm the favorite. How could I not be the favorite or something like that to that effect? <laughs> And so I, I'm thinking, okay, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then my, my youngest daughter, she just sent a meme with like eyes, like rolling and rolling up and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? So uh, she said, uh, let me say, let me, let me find what he said. Oh, he, my oldest said, yeah, me, the other kids suck. They literally are <laughs> the worst, the worst. <laughs> And of course, he's joking about that because they always, every single one of them, I think has, except I don't think my youngest son has said it, but the girls always say that he's the, he's the, the favorite. And yeah, the interesting thing to me is that, um, I don't, I don't think that I treat any of them differently. I think that the perspective I have is just that in our, um, personalities, some of us are able to talk more freely and have more in common, which that mm -hmm. would be my oldest son, because we can talk about a lot of different things, books and reading and the Bible and things like that. Um, while the other ones, I think the youngest daughter, she clicks more with my husband because they have more in common with the job they're doing right now. 
Um, and my oldest daughter, you know, um, I think she, I'm the, the mom that, you know, just wants to, she just wants me to listen. And I just sometimes over speak. And so she doesn't think she's my favorite. <laughs> so that's why she <laughs> thinks my oldest is. And then my, my youngest son, he's just off on his own and he doesn't share very much with me, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but for me, he's like, he's like having a cat. He doesn't need, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need you to go out and play fetch with him. He knows you love him. Yeah. He's busy. Yeah. And, and, but the thing is, so if I look back on the, over the years, I can look at different times and different situations where, you know, how they say the squeaky wheel gets the oil or, or maybe like different things in their life that came up where I had to focus my attention on one of them at a time. And I think in those moments, my favor was upon them. My, I would, they were my favorite, you know what I mean? In, in that respect, mm -hmm. because if you look up the word favorite or favoritism, it's the practice of giving unfair preferential treatment to one person or group at the expense of another. And I don't think I've ever done that. My husband, I mean, I'm to a fault. My husband always says, you know, you don't have to get everybody exactly the same number of gifts at Christmas and you don't have to spend exactly the same amount. Just get them what they like. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, no, I know kids mentalities there. If I don't get them each three presents, they're like, how come you didn't get them? How come you got them three and you just got me two? or, you know, that's my mm -hmm. thinking. That's my. So I always have have even gone above and beyond to try to to bless each each one the same in my mind. And so looking back, I can remember for my oldest daughter for her 15th birthday and you you were there, you were in attendance. We had a, this lavish quinceañera for her. It almost seemed like wedding night, wedding like, you know. And um, yeah, we spent thousands of dollars on that. And so when she says, oh, no, I'm not your favorite. So-and-so is your favorite. I'm like, wait a minute, but I did this for you. <laughs> but mm -hmm. you don't remember that, you know, or I can remember another birthday we had for her. I think she was maybe 11 or 12. And my husband had a, a yard of of sand brought into our our house because we were still landscaping and we could use it for the landscaping eventually. But he brought this yard of sand in for her birthday and we poured it on the um, driveway and put, set up a, a pool there and had a, an outdoor, you know, kind of beach party theme for her birthday and things like that, you know, but yeah, I can remember doing that for each of them. We had a, a, a pirate party for my youngest daughter. We had a, an ice skating party for my youngest son, and then my oldest son, we had a, a birthday party at a, like a kind of, it was a dance party and we had it at a place where it looked like there was a DJ and things like that when he was 16. So it was kind of a grown up, more grown up party. <laughs> but, you know, each yeah. of them, I try to give them and bless them in a way that they could be able to recognize that I favored each of them and not, and didn't have a favorite, but it's interesting how they always see that they're, oh, you know, you have a favorite, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that well, translates over to, to, for me in, in scripture of that one that you were talking about. Cause um, 
when I told you, let's talk about favorites. You mentioned the same script. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's so interesting. But I don't think, I think God is the same, you know, he favors people that he chooses. And, and how do we get, get God's favor? It's not because he's like, oh, I like you better. It's because yeah. of how we honor him, you know? And so he sees right. that. And then that, that is what, how it, how it comes about, I think. Well, and I was looking at Second Chronicles 16, um, and I'm going to read 8 and 9 because the part that I like is kind of in the middle between the two verses, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be that person that pulls one sentence out of one right. verse and one, you know, three words out of the next one to make to make Malesia's gospel. Yeah. So, exactly. <laughs> so it says um, Second Chronicles 16, 8 and 9. Were not the Cushites and the Libyans a mighty army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen? Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the Mm -hmm. earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Mm -hmm. him. And then it says, you have done a foolish thing. And from now on, you will be at war. And so um, I wish that I had had time to read, you know, the backstory of this whole thing. But Obviously, it's a prophet speaking to somebody, um, maybe King Asa, and and he's saying, you know, what God already delivered you out of some really hard stuff, mm-hmm. and he is actively looking with his eyes throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Yeah. And you know, when when my when my adult kids, you know, their whole lives when they want to be on their own and they're being sneaky or they're being bitter or they're being angry or they're being rebellious in their life, I'm here for them, but I don't have a lot in common with them. Right. And if, if, if wisdom and God's word and encouragement and good choices aren't where you want to be, then you probably don't want to hang out with me either because that's what I'm striving for in my life. <laughs> But if my kids are, you know, like we're in good communication, you know, they're calling me, I'm calling them, I'm checking on them. I am like that verse. I am trying to think, how can I bless them? Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, when can I get my grandkids so that my older child and their spouse can go have a weekend alone? Or when can I, you know, babysit my youngest child's dog so that they can hurry and finish their schoolwork and not have to bring the dog down two flights of stairs at the apartments and be able to finish their semester and then they can have their dog back. You yeah. know, I'm I'm trying to think, or when can I get up early and make breakfast for the one that's got to go, you know, three hours to, to the university on Mondays? That's the kind of thing, like I'm thinking, how can I bless them? But when they're far from me, I don't know how to bless them because I don't want to encourage behavior that is not God. Right. And so that's how I, I, they come into my favor or they, mm-hmm. they get my joy and my love is because I want to bless them, but I'm not, I'm not going to encourage things that will hurt them yes. or choices that I see negative. That, that, I can't, that. I can't take you shopping if you've been out all night mm-hmm. And you came home with a black eye. Yeah, that makes from, perfect sense. From you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like from decisions you, you made. Some medical yeah. attention, 
and we're not going to go get a smoothie. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think that that is biblical. I was looking at, you know, some of the scriptures that talk about who had favor and one, one person comes to my mind, um, Mary, the angel told her you're highly favored. Right. And so it doesn't give us the backstory of what was causing him to say that, that she's highly favored, but it did show when, um, when he said that she didn't just have ease of life. In other words, like you were just talking about, you're not going to, you're not going to bless them if they've made wrong choices and things like that. And that's exactly what happens. And through that process of gaining God's favor, there's some stretching involved as well, you know, to, to see how that growth is that we were talking about earlier that it kind of ties in. Um, Cause with Mary, you know, she, he didn't say you're highly favored and just pour out all kinds of riches and no, she suffered a bit. You know what I mean? She had to have faced this pregnancy that people were probably questioning and had this embarrassment over her family and um, had to walk that out and, thank God that Joseph um, believed the Lord and stayed and, and they were able to raise Jesus because, you know, that, can you imagine that, what, what that must've been like? So when we gain favor from God, it's not always, I mean, when we're like rejecting our children or we're telling, not rejecting them outright, but like telling them, no, this is the boundary and they try yeah. to step over it and we don't let them. It's not because that is the favor. That is our favor upon them so that they can grow. Do you know what I'm saying? So favor comes yeah. in different. It's not just riches and, and letting them do whatever they want or, you know, things like that. It's more of wisdom and discernment and being able to give them uh, right direction. Um you know, they face so many things that I see on a daily basis, you know, and it's frustrating that we can't just go out and fix everything for them. But if we did that, then they would have no growth. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. And and I think, too, you know, one of the things we always do on these episodes is try to balance or contrast, I should say, parenting younger children Mm -hmm. with parenting adult Mm -hmm. children. Oh yeah. Because when you're a younger child, you ask them three times to put away the dishes. You ask them to mow the lawn. You ask them to clean their bathroom. You ask them to make their bed and they didn't. And then now you can go, well, I guess we're not going to go to the movies this weekend because you didn't do your chores. Or I guess we're not going to get ice cream, you know, after church because you were talking with your friends. Oh, that's fine. But when you're talking about an adult, Mm -hmm. you're not really withholding things from them. It's just that your attitude towards their choices is what's different like you're not gonna just go some people do unfortunately they're like oh my daughter's my daughter or my son is you know partying too much if I just get them a new uh, expensive apartment I know they'll stay home and be safe more no that's not it that's not gonna solve it but some people do 
parent their adult children that way. But what I'm saying is you can't really hold things over their head like ice cream and the movies anymore, mm-hmm. but you just don't reward that behavior. Like, you know what? It, you lost your license to a DUI. I will definitely give you a ride to court. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will be there for you. However, I'm not going to buy you, you know, a new $500 purse. And I'm just giving, you know, crazy examples, right. but I'm not going to buy you a $500 purse because you're depressed about the DUI. I'm not going to yeah. do that, you know, and, and these aren't examples that I have in my life. I'm just, you know, you're doing an exaggerated. Yeah. The yeah. most, yeah, so, <laughs> I get it. But, but I'm just saying you, you can't reward and take away rewards and punish them the way they did when they were children and try to adapt it to adulthood. You just, you can support them and love them and still not be in agreement with a choice. Whereas when you say, wow, you guys, you know, you guys are working really hard on your marriage. I'm going to come get your grand, the grandkids so that you can have time Mm -hmm. alone. That's a reward that you can do with an adult, you know, child. Right. Right. That's good. Um, So when, when we talk about favorites from our perspective, I don't think I have a favorite. I I think all my kids are my favorites. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think you would say the same too. I don't think we can love one more than the other the way they um, accuse us of, I think. (laughs) Yeah. That's a harsh word. (laughs) It's it's acknowledging personality fit, Uh like you said, because... Um, and then, and then meeting those personalities where they Mm -hmm. are and liking what they like in that moment. So, you know, one of the things I used to tell my kids when they were like in elementary school, and then now as they're an adult, I would say, when you're younger, I made you invite everybody to your birthday party. You know, like we didn't just pick a few favorite friends and not invite everybody. We'd invite the whole class or whatever that we could. Mm -hmm. And I said, you have to play with everybody. But when you're an adult, you can choose who you want to be around. The caveat is when it's family, you should be choosing all of your family. I mean, I hope people aren't like, well, I always really loved my son more. So I'll just like him, just hang out with him. But, but I can talk to my, my different children on different things that were they're interested. Like I have one, we love to talk about business mm-hmm. and um, we like to talk about emotional maturity and um, emotional intelligence. We like to talk about um, new technology. We like to talk about cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. you know, and, and of course uh, things, godly things, but I'm just right, saying, just you know, the outside I get it. Of that. and then I have another one that I love to, I just love everything they say is just so interesting. They know a lot of things and I love to talk to them too. And then I have another one that now we talk about baby food and we talk about, you know, breastfeeding and we talk about all these, right. you know, fashion, exactly. we see something makeup and we share it, you know, we're like, Oh, I love this eyeshadow. And so it, I just want to enjoy what we do have in common instead of c- comparing. Yes. Well, with this one, this one's about closer to me because they always come running for mother's day. Well, guess what? If they get married, they have another mm-hmm. mother now. So if they don't pick you every year and if they don't remember to send you flowers or don't have money for flowers, love them 
love them for who yeah. they are instead of what they do for you and get you. That's really a good point. That's really a good point that, you know, you don't want to pick people just because you feel they are picking you as their favorite, you know, um, mm-hmm. because that can happen too. You know, I, I see that my kids sometimes tend to lean towards my husband in certain times and kind of try to win his affection, a couple of them. And the other ones, you know, not, not so much, but when they do that, then, you know, you could get in that mindset. The moms, moms can get in that mindset, like, oh, they're, they don't think I'm their favorite. Right. So then, well, then I'm not going to blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> but that's just so petty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I really think the overall, um, reasoning is because of that compatibility of personalities and, of course, different hobbies or different interests that are similar as well, like you were just saying. Yeah, I, I have that with each of my kids too, different things that each one of them I'd like to focus on with each one and be able to to pull out of them and reach into them and and um, just try to bless them and have them bless me because it's a mutual thing. It's It goes both ways. My youngest son, he's... And acting. And I remember when he was a minor before he turned 18, I would do all of the, um, since I was the mom and I was, um, he was just a minor, I would have to do all the communication with his agent and things like that. And I, I, I really miss that. I really miss that. So that was something that I shared with him and it was a good, good part of um, our life, I think. And once in a while he'll come and he'll say, mom, remember when you did this and we used to go and do in, um, auditions together and remember that? How come you don't do that anymore, mom? You know, or, you know, and he, I know he's just playing around, but I was like, I would love to do that. I love to submit him for different jobs and things like that. So hopefully maybe I'll be able to do that soon. That way he'd get a little bit more interviews, <laughs> auditions. I mean, yeah. So just different yeah, things awesome. with different kids um, that you share. And and none of it means that one or the other is favored by me over, you know, over the others. Um, but there are times when maybe one of them is hurting and uh, going through heartbreak or one of them, um, you know, is struggling in school or one of them is. Str- and it's interesting how how that happens. You know, the word of God talks about, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. So it seems like when, like we were talking about earlier, when we were in struggle, we, we go to our knees and we draw nearer to God and things like that. And I think that's kind of similar to our children when, when they're struggling and are they having issues? It seems like they'll come to us for advice or a hug or, you know, just something to be poured into them. And so when they draw near to us, we do want to draw near to them as well. And we just want to hold them close. So I think that's a, a picture of God's parenting as well. And and that's what I think he means by showing favor. It's just if you draw near to me, if you're trying to, to get closer to me, then I will get closer to you. So that's how you find favor, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think so, too. And I think, you know, it's. It's just, again, a reminder that our Heavenly Father, the same with us, He's looking for those who are faithful mm-hmm. to Him to bless them because He knows they can handle the blessing. Right. And He wants to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. 
And so we can always look at our own life like we're parenting somebody and we can look at our own life and go, I can make better choices too. Mm -hmm. You know, I can have a better attitude. I can treat people better. I can be more patient, not just with my adult children, but the person in the grocery store or the person in the traffic or whatever. Right. (laughs) I do. I really feel like parenting adults is um, a life lesson for ourselves and checking our hearts. Because, you know, we can recognize things in our adult kids and then it's almost like it's a mirror, you know what I mean, of what we have been doing or how we have. um, And I say sometimes that's what we taught them. I said they do that because we do that, you know, to my husband. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, whatever the situation is, they... um, whatever, go to bed at midnight because you go to bed at midnight or whatever, you know, whatever the situation. And, you know, it's, it's a mirror. And, and I think God made it that way so that we could be able to see ourselves and then do some heart changing or, you know, repenting and, and um, turning around as well so that they can see us do it. And then hopefully they mirror that image as well. Yeah. Oh, kids. I know. I know. (laughs) But I think too, there's, if, if we do have, and I mean, I've had, you know, at least one of them say, oh, they're your favorite, you know, or whatever. I know they're your favorite. And I mean, it's one thing when they're 11 and they're saying that you're like, oh, because their friend invited them to spend the night and none of your friends invited you to spend the Mm -hmm. night. And now you want me to do something, you know, I, I could see that, but, but if, if as adults, our, our adult children are still saying things like you have a favorite, it, it would be worth, you know, now that you can have a mature conversation saying, what, what makes you feel that way? Yeah. You know, what am I, what am I contributing to that makes you feel like you don't have a very special place in my heart? And, you know, you can listen to them and, and maybe it's legitimate or maybe it's just their hurt feelings. Yeah. You know, but but those feelings have have validity, you know. Feelings the feelings aren't always true, right. but feelings are real. Feelings are felt, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, even in joking, which is what my kids usually do, you know, they call uh, the favorite kind of in a joking way. But there's something still, there's there's a root to that. And when I said why on the text, nobody could give me a reason. <laughs> you know, I mean, a, yeah. a valid reason. So, yeah, but I do think that if it becomes more um, of, a, of a, an issue as far as like, well, you like that person better than me or whatever, then there, there is something that needs to be worked out for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, if you miss those conversations when they were smaller children, catch up on those now because someday they'll be 30, someday they'll be 40, some they'll be 50. And there are a lot of people that get to older adulthood and they are still bitter against their 80-something-year-old mother because it just got swept under the rug and didn't get cured, right. you know? Right. And then there's that point where you have to say, okay, you know, 
you know, we've talked it through and you're still saying this. So what is the issue with you? Yeah. Maybe you need to work through something, you know, as well. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's two-sided for sure. So, all right. Well, um, do you want to pray or do you want me to? Let me go ahead and pray. Thank you for joining me again, Missy. And we'll talk again later. Um, next time, we'll see what the topic is. We won't give you a heads up yet, but okay. <laughs> Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to speak to each other and gain knowledge and gain wisdom and gain insight from each other's experiences. We pray, Lord, that you would just move by your spirit upon this podcast and mm -hmm. everybody listening. Um, whoever hears it, I pray, Lord God, that you would penetrate their heart with uh, your love, Lord, that you would just uh, pour yourself out upon them and help us, Lord God, to be a blessing to them. I thank you, Father, for um, your goodness, your mercy, and your favor that is upon those who are righteous before you and that seek to do what your will is. And I pray you just surround us with your favor as a shield. And I give you glory in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. episode, I'm reminded of Romans 2.11, which says, For God does not show favoritism. His word also says in Romans 9.15, He will have mercy on who he has mercy and compassion on who he has compassion. I think it's the same for us mamas. We love all our kids and don't show favoritism, but we do show mercy and compassion, which may be confused with favoritism. If we can make our kids understand the difference, it may just make all the difference. Thank you for joining us today, and remember, with God, you got this, Mama.